Good day to you, Gabriella. Good day to you, Jody. How are you today? I am okay. How are you? Good. So, where are you from and how are you? I met you on Twitter and I'm very interested to know where you're from and what is the background for your beautiful, beautiful poetry on Twitter? Well, first of all, let me thank you very much for having me here. Um, yes, we met uh, on Twitter. Now to the question, where are you from? I don't know if you noticed that actually I write under a pen name. Um, so that's not my real name. And um, I write under a pet name, pen name for various reasons. So I'm going to say just that I was born uh, and raised in Europe. I used to live in various countries. And uh, right now I am a university professor in the United States. Oh, yes, I had read. Um, some of the articles about you and that you did write under a pen name. Yeah, that's, uh, I used to write under Gabriela M and uh, then my books were published under Gabriela Mary Melton. I like that whole idea myself of having a pseudonym uh, like Mark Twain. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so what do you teach in uh, college? What do you that <laughs> that I said, it is obviously the only information that I'm going to give about me. <laughs> but I can tell you how mama was doing when I was young, or, but I am not going to name college or specialty or anything like this. I'm sorry about that. Oh, okay. So um, why don't you just tell um, a little bit about yourself and your poetry, your inspiration? Uh, if you have a mentor or anything that you, anyone you look up to, and I'll just let you talk, okay? Okay, thank you very much. And um, uh, again, welcome to everyone uh, who listens. Let's see a little bit about me. Uh, when I think of me, what I think first, I think when I was a child, I used to run away from home. And I'm very uh, glad actually that uh, I was not born in the United States of America because probably I would have put into the care of those social, I would have been put in, into the care of the social services. So um, <laughs> yes, um, I love my parents and they love me very much, but I always had this desire of uh, traveling and seeing the world. And apparently, I don't remember exactly, exactly, but my mother used to say that, yes, every time I was asked, why did I run away? I will answer to see the world. And um, it was something that highly characterized um, me. Um, also was the fact that, you know, when I was a kid and it still stays with me, I couldn't sleep in the afternoon. And that's because I was highly afraid that something is gonna happen and I won't know about. 
my mother thought that that has something to do with um, some kind of inquietude of a journalist. Journalist or newscaster can broadcast, they cannot sleep because something can happen and they don't know about. And uh, <laughs> that's exactly how, how I was. When I was a child, perhaps I didn't think of the world, but I did think about something, a neighboring street or in the street, something is going to happen and I need to know about. So I think later it translated in seeing many countries, uh, um, traveling a lot. I suffered a lot during the pandemic. Yeah. Now uh, to my poetry, I have two books of poetry published. I generally, generally write uh, love poems. Mm -hmm. um, I have uh, an edited, edited and curated anthology. It's gonna come, which is called Poetry of Strong Women. Mm. Uh, um, yes, actually it's call, uh, called Wounds I Healed. The Poetry of Strong Women is gonna come on June 18. Uh, it is published by Experiments in Fiction uh, in England. Mm. And um, um, I'm very proud of this anthology that I again edited and curated. There are over a hundred authors and very 200 poems included in. So, um, wow. Yes, I, that's <laughs> the work that I'm very proud of it. And um, of course, I'm very proud of my two poetry books. Uh, they were published by Vita Brevis Press. Um, also, I got a pushcart nomination from uh, Vita Brevis Press. I'm very grateful okay. and very humble. Uh, very humbled by that. Um, my inspiration is with me all the time. <laughs> I mean, I, I gave another interview for a radio station. I don't have writer's block. I just don't have time to write. Oh, so um, yeah. I become very frustrated because I have a profession that is very, very demanding. I have a family. I have other type of writings to do. And the time left for my poems and for an eventually novel that I'm thinking about is very little. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, so, am I looking up to someone? Yeah, well, Jen Z um, probably will be horrified. Um, yes, I mean, um, there is a French symbolist that is actually, I'm not saying that I'm drawing inspiration, but it's my favorite poet. Mm -hmm. And that's Rimbaud. He was a symbolist and uh, with him the surrealist poetry started. Mm -hmm. I consider myself a symbolist and a surrealist at the same time. Okay. I, love, I love also to write um, short prose, poetic prose actually, oh. which Rimbaud wrote a lot. And um, in my two poetry books, poetic prose is included too. Uh, with my poetry, um, does he inspire me every time? I mean, his work, his yeah. main work called uh, A Season in Hell. Uh, not necessary, <laughs> but uh, what inspires me in all the time in writing my poetry is more um, probably my favorite of all time writer, novelist and poet, uh, Laurence Durrell. 
the author of very well known, the Alexandria Quartet. Um, and it is because his basically novels like Borges and other famous writers are um, infused with uh, poetry too. Okay. So I guess I spoke a lot. It's your turn. <laughs> um, all those books and names I really don't recognize. So are they European writers? Yes, they are Europeans, but also they are classics. So uh, uh, yes, Rambo was French, Durrell was um, British citizenship, yeah. but they are dead. <laughs> I mean, they are classics. When, so when, yeah. when were they alive and writing? Well, uh, Rambo was in the 19th centuries, the 20th century, 19th centuries, and uh, uh, Laurence Durrell wrote in the 20th century, 1950, 1970, um, and um, basically it was John Fowles, who was himself, himself a great writer and a professor of literature at Oxford University, that mentioned and um, said actually that Laurence Durrell was a great writer of the 20th century. He never got a Nobel Prize. He was just nominated for one. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not really familiar with the European writers. I studied more the English literatures, uh, um, Irish writers and stuff like that, the poets. Mm -hmm. um, and your poetry is so lyrical. Are you musical at all? Um, I can't really answer. I used to think of myself of uh, somehow not knowing, not knowing how to to sing. I mean, when I was a child, that's something else. My parents uh, really wanted me to play the piano. Mm -hmm. I mean, to a certain extent, I can still play the piano, but not virtuously. And I, I really remember they hired a tutor. Mm -hmm. and they took me there she was a Russian immigrant actually mm -hmm. and uh, I was going for piano lessons like I don't know six years old or something mm -hmm. so after about half a year um, my tutor told my parents look um, uh, I want to tell you something. Mm -hmm. She can stay here, she can take the lessons, but she's never going to become top. I mean, you're wasting your money. But <laughs> oh, you're going to become a concert pianist. I was not going to. No. So <laughs> that's what she told my parents. And she really said, you're wasting your money so we stopped so i don't know if really i'm musical but i know that i can feel the riff sometimes in my poems and i know that i listen to a lot of music yes yes that's that's a lot of it too you you love music and i, I do very much yes i find that poets especially love music and like listening to it while they're writing Mm, yes, I do that too sometimes. Yes. Um, so I read that you've written, like you spoke of, two books of poetry and prose. And have you written any fiction novels or anything like that or just poetry? 
I did write actually under uh, my real name in another language, so I'm not going to talk about them. Okay. Um, <laughs> but one of them really got uh, an international prize of a private organization. But you know, I wrote them in a span of two years, and then I forgot about. It. I came to America and went to. Uh, graduate school another life started and then I started to write some poetry but I do I do I'm toying with the idea of writing a novel in English yeah okay because it's it seems like that's where your poetry is leading you it's um storytelling yes it is in a way yeah and um the COVID really affected you and did you write a lot of poetry during COVID? Not more than uh, uh, usual because uh, during COVID, universities, have, all universities in the US had uh, to go through a lot of changes. We had to move classes and online. That meant uh, redoing uh, the entire um, learning process for the students. So we're very, very busy actually teaching from home uh, proved to be very challenging, um, particularly in certain disciplines. Um, uh, it was difficult, it was a lot of work. Um, not really. I don't think, I actually think I wrote less than before. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's interesting that, uh, online. But the books were published during COVID, but most of the material was there before. Oh, I see. You wrote it before COVID. Yeah. I understand. How, and how long does it take you to get a book together? Well, it depends uh, i mean with my very busy life it may take me one year one year uh, yes um, <laughs> well yeah when i didn't have a busy life probably i mean if i won't have a busy life probably will take me half a year six months to do a great novel <laughs> what i think it's great whatever uh, but uh, at this point i won't to do to write a poetry book and short prose probably it's going to take me a year but a great novel i really don't know i may go like old uh, classics it might take me five years <laughs> yeah okay that makes sense and, and what is short prose exactly what, what? oh there are um there is uh, the definition is sometimes um People uh, look at that at uh, short prose, more like flash fiction. Uh, but flash fiction generally requires an introduction, a middle of an action, and an end. Okay. And uh, short prose does not require, there are short fragments of, you can make a short prose by, for instance, description of a character. Okay. It's very poetic or doesn't require something that would be necessary like a story. Okay, so it's basically... Um, it's a poetic prose mostly, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like a study of one subject in, intensely, a long poem. Mm, I, I won't say that it's necessary one subject being and writing like a surrealist, I can jump to whatever I want on yeah. a piece of, uh, uh, and do any type of collage on a piece of short prose, oh. but it's fiction. Yes. Okay. Um, are you into astrology at all? 
oh my goodness gracious the other day i don't even i don't know if you know it was an article well last week two weeks ago i can't remember because i read so much and so many thing, things but it was in the wall street journal actually mm -hmm. and we all can um, say that it's a very prestigious one way or another or notorious depends how you <laughs> look at um journal uh but uh, it was about mercury retrograde and how scared many people are about yeah. and I was just uh, fascinated about how many people really are scared uh, in how much this became from astrology, one little piece, yes. entered so much into the fabric of our society. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I don't know, because people believe that communication goes blah blah I don't I don't know why but I can tell you that it affected me too very much so that I don't sign anything during every retrograde I don't buy computers or phones or anything yeah. and I look in my emails 10 times before I send them <laughs> yes uh, so yeah. yes I guess it affected me I won't say uh, no um, do I read certain time uh, like uh, horoscopes and things like this yes I do actually yeah. okay. um, I am um, um, sometimes I don't know if we find what we want so pick up what we want from them or mm -hmm. they express certain things that are true actually the other thing that is very interesting about this topic and i can tell you i read it probably four or five years ago that there are academic studies mm -hmm. that they started uh, to look into those things so of course uh, right now they are looking by then when I read the articles they were looking at diseases that could be related mm -hmm. basically mm -hmm. to the um, um, zodiac whatever yes. in which you were born um, I remember something about and I'm not a scorpion <laughs> being prone to depression but I was thinking that maybe it's because of the fall but then it's fall only in the northern hemisphere you know yeah. so it's spring in the southern so but actually they have another zodiac don't they <laughs> have another type of zodiac and it's the sidereal form of the zodiac there so but um, so I found it very interesting that uh, people uh, are opening are open more and more to that uh, people that were not open because I know that a lot of population is open to this and I think it's a way and I'm not saying it's right or wrong or the, the predictions are right or, all I'm saying is that it's very interesting how may, how much we need them yes. it's our need of being told what's going to happen is the fascination yes. with the future is our desire to know how to defend ourselves. Yes. Exactly. And I, I, I think from this point of view, it helps a lot of people. I, I do think it does. Mm -hmm. 
Well, it's definitely gotten um, more popular with younger mm -hmm. people. Uh, it's a big trending thing with people under, um, you know, around my children's age, 26 and under. And I think the reason is just because there's so much um, chaos in the world that's unexplained. And this is why I got into astrology, because astrology helps you to kind of see why things happen. You know, um, like the super moon yesterday, uh, Monday night, I believe, uh, there was a huge flooding in Yosemite Park in America. Did you see that? How the river is overflowing since 100 years ago? Yeah, I, I I did. I did. Yeah. I, I mean, we have actually all over America bad weather now. Yeah. Yeah, so I kind of see the supermoon as really making the water level rise a lot. And, and and it's been so hot, so everything's just getting heated up also. And that's just a minor way that astrology can kind of help you see that the moon really does affect the water level. Obviously, low tide, high tide, you know. Well, I don't know if that, because we will have to see, we, uh, yeah, the tide, those are affected by the moon. I mean, we know that because, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that, that's something that. that is scientific. Yeah. Now that a catastrophic thing will come with the, that, that, that's, I mean, we have to do a study to see that if every full moon being, brings something that is catastrophic and uh, that, I, that I really don't know. <laughs> I'm yeah. not, well, this, not this, one was, this one's called the supermoon. It happens every spring. So, uh, you know, every something is going to uh, overpour in the spring. We don't know what it will be. It could be a river. It could be a lake, you know, just something. Mm -hmm. It might not mm -hmm. be huge enough for the whole world to see either you know it just depends but um do you have a new book coming out did you say in july uh no we have i have an anthology that i edited and curated okay. Okay. that's gonna come uh in june 18 on june 18 right now oh june 19 june 18 oh june 18 okay mm -hmm. It's gonna be on Amazon on June 18. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so I'll make sure I look for that because I plan on releasing this on Friday. Yeah, oh. that's when it's gonna come out, and it's called um, Wounds I Healed The Poetry of Strong Women. Oh, sounds so good. Um, I saw the little excerpt where the little thing you were talking about that book and how it represents um, women and how we need to stand up for ourselves. Is that right? Um, yes. I mean, initially, I, um, I started and I'm very grateful to all contributors and um, there is exceptional poetry included and there are men that contributed too and also i'm very grateful to them um that's uh, my purpose was to show that yes the society is patriarchal um puts us at disadvantage uh we have to deal with a lot of things but we even under these circumstances, we can raise up, we can be successful, and we can overcome um, the obstacles 
that a society puts in front of us and also personal obstacles, of course. Yes. So the personal obstacles, do you, um, do you meditate or do anything like that? I wish I would. <laughs> I tell myself, no, I tell myself every day. And um, actually, I also edit side of poetry, but um, one of the poets that I love very much wrote to me an email and said, look, I'm going to go in vacation, but I mean, I don't know what vacation means. I never knew in my entire life mm -hmm. uh, because it's going to be the same thing uh, on the beach, on the airport, in the plane. I'm going to be on my computer and I'll be working. Right. And uh, she said, it is indeed very difficult to stop your brain when you don't know how to do it. Um, now, do I know that I have to do it? Yeah, of course, I read a lot of Indian metaphysical thought from where everything is coming, of emptying your head uh, from thoughts. That's old metaphysical Indian type. Yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, and it's very complex, actually, in our society, it's presented very um, simplistic. But I do know that the movements of the mind need to be stopped and I don't know, do I do it? No. Should I do it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you find that your poetry is like meditation? No, my poetry is pretty volcanic sometimes. It's felt. It's, it raises my blood pressure. Oh. <laughs> uh, puts me on... Um, you know, on a path of wanting to do it more, 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 but I have to go to sleep because I have to get at least three or four hours a night. Right. I got to get up in the morning and start doing other things. So, yeah, uh, it's not that it calms me, it makes me happy, but mm. it's a state of happiness that it's not a calm state. It's more like when you explode with happiness after you finish something, although my poetry is a lot about loss. Oh, okay. Yeah, everyone has their own little reason why they write, you know? Yes, I do know. <laughs> For you, it seems like you want to purge, you want to get it all out. I think, yes, I think, um, humbly, I think I have a lot to say. Yeah. And... Uh, it's not what I think necessary. It is what I feel. Mm -hmm. uh, if it were what I think, then I really know how to think, to write two lines and appeal to a lot of people. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't do that because I write, um, see, classically, the poet writes for herself or himself. Mm -hmm. The novelist writes for others. Mm -hmm. And the po poetry is the expression of one, that feeling that you have at the time. So at one time, so from this point of view, I think this is, I have that feeling, I express it. Um, despite the fact that people tell you, oh, write for your audience. Well, yeah, but that's not gonna be real poetry. That's marketing. Yes, I, I agree. I think that is really what the difference between poetry and a novel is. Yeah, novelists, even if they are extremely good and fabulous construction and they introduce poetry, but novelists write for an audience. Yes. 
Yes, you have to market to your audience as a novelist. Mm-hmm. Yes, I totally agree. Wow, I mean, that, that was such a nice way of putting it, such nice clarity. Oh, thank you. Because every time I go to write um, my novel or my story, I always get caught up in that. And I realize, oh, it's because when I'm writing poetry, I'm just saying whatever I want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much for meeting up with me, Gabriella. It was a pleasure. Thank you for the interview. And um, when you want to come back with a new book, you've curated or written, I'd love to have you back anytime. Thank you, Jody. That was fun, really. Oh, good. I'm glad. Thank you so much. It's always so much fun to speak to other people about, I mean, you really gave me clarity there on how to express the difference between poetry and a novel. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. You have a good afternoon. You too. Thank you so bye much. Bye-bye. Bye.